Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, Dan, yeah. we're going to be talking about places that atheists may seek out in sort of a pilgrimage sort of thing. Like, you yeah. know, religious folk, they, they, they get a pilgrimage if they want. Sure. You know, the Muslims go to, you know, Mecca, go on Hajj. Yeah, and, sure. And, um... You know, uh, Catholics go to Rome or and visit the holy sites. They visit, you know, if if there was a uh, if there was a a, a sighting of yeah, Mary somewhere, absolutely. Or and you know, and 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 Mormons come to you know Salt Lake City and rural Missouri, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Kirkland, Ohio. Ooh, boy, yeah, beautiful places. Yeah, why wouldn't you go there? Absolutely. Amazing stuff. So we'll talk about uh, where where we go on yeah. our on our where what what would we pilgrimage to? Yeah, it's an interesting. Uh, I think I just I verb think about. I just verbed a noun. Yeah, pilgrimage. I, mean, yeah. I think that you know, like maybe between now and and when we start, maybe dear listener, think about where you would want to go. Where what's as on an your atheist, list? As a non-believer, what's a site in the world that would mean something to you? That would be that would that, more than just traditional tourist value yeah this isn't about going to see the eiffel tower no right this is about something that sort of connects to a deep place in your humanity interesting that's well, right yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about that okay all right yeah, cool. i like it all right well dan yeah, first what? up what um <clears throat> i <laughs> a study dan a study about uh, uh brain damage Oh, and uh, to specific regions in the brain, and 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 how that may be linked to religious fundamentalism. (laughs) Sounds dangerous. No, no, no. So (laughs) this is one you don't want to take too far. No, it's also one that you want to be very careful about who you repeat it to. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to just start spouting off. So, <laughs> about, it, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to have listeners who are going to get drunk at you know at a family dinner and <laughs> oh yeah, well, you got brain damage, Uncle asshole, Tom, and yeah. I got proof. Yeah, what do you what? So what is it? What's the thing? So uh, there was a study recently published in the Journal of Neuropsychologia. Okay, mm. well, that's, that is a Neuropsychologia. fancy one. Um, that, um, the findings from the study suggest that damage to particular areas of the prefrontal cortex, uh, indirectly promotes religious fundamentalism by diminishing, uh, cognitive, ab- uh, flexibility and openness, huh. which is a psychology term that describes a personality trait, which involves dimensions of curiosity, creativity, and open-mindedness. Okay. Um, so fundamentalist groups generally oppose anything that questions or challenges their beliefs or way of life. And that's kind of the reason why they are often aggressive toward anyone who does not share their specific set of supernatural beliefs. And, Interesting. And, and spe- specifically, they get really curmudgeon towards science. Yeah. Because we're the big threat. Um, basically a mind that is, that is flexible, that's able to adapt to new realities. that's able to adjust and sort of reshape its understanding of the world around it. Yeah. That's not what fundamentalists have. No. Right. 
traditionally. Right. Um, and this, so this study, they, uh, I, I will put this in here right away so, so we don't go too far with it. Um, but they believe that it, it, at least the, the people that were studied, it was one-fifth of that group were fundamentalist for sort of these specific reasons. There are other reasons why somebody might be fundamentalist. Sure. Uh, it could be your upbringing. Yeah. Right. Um, you could but, just be but an even asshole. that upbringing mm-hmm. could um, affect development <clears throat> of the brain. If you grew up in a, in a highly fundamentalist environment, your brain, your prefrontal cortex, they're saying, may not develop in the ways that, that you know, promote flexibility in your thinking and openness to new ideas, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, kind of interesting. Other things that might cause it other than just, you know, your upbringing, uh, brain trauma, psychological disorder, drug or alcohol addiction, um, and, uh, so forth and so on, that kind of stuff. Now, the way that they conducted the study, they looked at Vietnam vets. Oh, interesting. Because it was a large they, they knew that they could bring together a large group of people sure. who had all experienced specific trauma to, to this kind of, to this part of the brain. Right. And, uh, and then they took Vietnam vets who had not suffered that kind of trauma. And then they, through questionnaires and so forth, they were able to like, you know, come to some of these conclusions. And okay. so it sounded pretty, pretty legit. You, you know, know, here's, here's where, I, what I do know is that to, Question your own belief system mm-hmm. or to be open to someone with a, an opposing viewpoint right. takes a measure of like bravery and, and, yeah. and sort oh, of yeah. fortitude yeah. as a person. So, you know, if, if you've been hindered in some way uh, yeah. in terms of your cognitive ability, you may not have that kind of that level of, of like, you know, who was it? Was it Aristotle who said that, that education is the ability to hold two, com- two competing ideas in your head and, mm. and still uh, and, and, and process them without believing them sort of thing? Right. Yeah. And that's actually funny that you say that. That's actually one of the things that they talk about with, the, with this idea of cognitive flexibility, mm. um, which is uh, it has this sort of ability to easily switch from thinking about one concept to another or, or I I guess I should say, and to think about multiple things simultaneously. Right. Um, And it is a crucial uh, mental characteristic for adapting to new environments because it allows individuals to make more accurate predictions about the world under new and changing conditions. So there, I mean, fundamentalism is inherently stuck in one place. Yeah. Right. It is not in any way open to anything new. Um, and I mean, uh, that's kind of the point of fundamentalism. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, stuckedness. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously these are folks who, you know, uh, are drawn to more conservative, to a more conservative worldview because of that. They, yeah. they want, they don't want it to change. Well, the change is incredibly threatening to their worldview. Right. And they can't, they don't, they lack the ability for whatever cognitive reason to shift their worldview. Yeah. It's fascinating stuff. So if you meet a fundamentalist who's a, who's a conservative, just realize that their, their, their cognitive function is 
is is messed with. Well, you may want to rush them <laughs> off to maybe some sort of urgent care center. Yeah, let's see if we where, can help you with yeah, that. Yeah, I've, 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 you clearly have some brain damage. I'm very concerned about your brain. Can we take you to <laughs> somewhere? I'm gonna let's get you a CAT scan or something. Yeah, let's get you an you fMRI. Help, sweetheart. You're you're not Things doing very are hot. not working up there. Yeah, we'll yeah. see what we can do about it. <laughs> Um, so speaking of fundamentalism, yeah. I am going to ship us off to, uh, sunny Saudi Arabia, Ooh. where life is getting so much better all the time. Uh, <laughs> thanks to, uh, what's his bucket? Well, MGM, what are they calling him? Did you just say MGM? Yeah. I like MGM. <laughs> <laughs> when, 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 he, when he stops being a prince and becomes uh, a king, does he become MGM Grand? Ooh! Ooh. What is it? I, I don't remember his name. It's been now. It's it's uh, it's uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's why I made something up because I couldn't remember. Yeah, I think it's FGM. Anyway, um, I you think you're close? Yeah. No, it's it's got a B in there oh, somewhere. Yeah, it wouldn't be. Uh, anywho, been, yeah. Uh, so the Saudi government, we know, shocked the world recently when they decided to let women drive. That was a big deal. L- women can drive. Let me tell you, they you know quickly catching up new, with the West. Yeah, quickly. So fast. <laughs> They'll be in the 14th century before you know it. Uh, here's the newest one. Uh, they and this is this is literally. Uh, let's build. This is billed as a protection for women. Let's see how you feel about it. Now, instead of men, see, because up until recently, men could just divorce their wives, and this was a phenomenon that happened. Okay. Without telling them, they would just <laughs> leave and div- and not show up anymore. Like it's like it's a secret secret divorce. Literally, that's what it was called a secret divorce. They don't tell their wives; they just stop showing up one day. <laughs> what assholes! It's the most asshole thing in the world. Now, what? This, but like, how many people actually did this? Was it prevalent? Did in, it happen? It's so much so that a new rule has been put into place <sighs> to protect women because when this happened, women. Couldn't necessarily find them, and so they didn't get alimony or anything. They didn't get anything. They just got... They got secret alimony. They just didn't know about <laughs> they it. They got screwed. <laughs> well, I've been putting it in this other account, but you weren't using it, so I just used it myself. <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to laugh. That's so bad. <laughs> so, oh. uh, the newest... The, the big protection for women now... Uh-huh. Is that if you get... If your husband divorces you uh, without telling you, the courts... We'll send you a text. <laughs> You'll get it with a s- frowny emoji at the end. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. It's like it's it's got the woman and then the heart that's broken and then the man. Oh, so that they're no. separated. No, and then it, and then it plays the uh, the sad Price Is Right set. Is yeah, it's so that... By text? By text. That's how you're going to learn that oh. you were divorced. Uh, and then... You don't even break up by text message. No. You know, I mean... But, I mean... your I, life to somebody. I guess that's one step better than ghosting on a marriage. You get a text from the court saying, P.S., you're, you're not married no more. And you get to have... And 
and maybe you'll get uh, some alimony now. We're sending your your next your next male kin, right? To and then pick you up, and that's a hundred percent true. <laughs> Uh, because there is, all, do you want to know a list of the things that women are not allowed to do <clears throat> without a man's permission? Oh, I don't. And that man know. is no, either it's... the husband, it's the father, it's a brother, yeah, it's a son. Wow! If your son gives you permission, you could do one of the following: apply for a passport. Oh, nice! Travel abroad. Oh. Get married. Open a bank account. <laughs> uh, let's see. Starting certain businesses, you can. If you have a man's permission, like okay, getting elective surgery, Le- leaving prison, what you have to have a man's permission, a man in your family. So if nobody wants you, has to sign you out, or you're just staying there indefinitely. That is fucked beyond belief. <laughs> well, and there was this recent story. We did, you know, I, I think I'm just going to combine it into this story, but there was the story ju- that just broke a couple days ago of a woman, a Saudi woman, an 18-year-old Saudi woman. Oh, yeah. Who I, yeah, de- I've heard declared that, yeah. that she uh, was, she basically renounced Islam. Yeah. Left Saudi Arabia on her way to Australia. Yeah. The plane landed in Thailand for a layover. She had no intention of staying in Thailand. She was snatched off uh, out, out of the airport. The Saudi uh, um, uh, consulate or whatever confiscated her passport. I don't know how they have the right to do that. And there was a big kerfuffle. They were going to send her back to Saudi where she was pretty sure, and it is a reasonable and credible threat, that her family was going to murder her for the dishonor that she has brought to them by not being Muslim anymore. I do have a couple questions about this do you have okay because like why did she renounce islam on the plane before she was like on the at least on the plane to australia yeah i know yeah like at least that yeah get all the way to your destiny i mean this is the lessons these are the lessons we don't think of but we learn from her mistake if you're going to renounce your religion and your family might kill you for it Get to the final destination first. But I think yeah. she can't actually apply. Well, here's the thing. She, she probably couldn't apply for refugee status until... So she probably couldn't even get on the plane to Australia? Yeah. Until... Well, no, I'm saying... I'm Yeah, I'm saying like if she, if she had done it in Australia, they would have been like, well, you did it here. Why didn't... You know, why didn't... You're not a refugee. You just... You cra- created the trouble once you got here. Maybe. Oh, I or see something. what you, I see what you're saying. I don't know. I don't know. I, the ins and outs of it. She's that, now. She, they were almost. They were ready to put her back on a plane and deport her, but the UN came in just Ooh, sort of in the nick of time. God. Twitter has been amazing for this kind of thing. Yeah, people tweeting all about like she's. They're going to put her back on the plane, and then the UN swooped in. There were all sorts of tweets about it. I don't do the Twitter. I don't know how it works, but magic. I, I've yeah. magic can happen. Apparently, every once in a while, I, I get a B. Stuck in my bonnet. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tweet. I believe you. <laughs> to, to, to with, with, with great effect. Yeah. Right. Oh. Because if you don't, if you don't tweet, you know, tweet very often. Yeah. Nobody's paying attention to you. Yeah. No, right. no. If I tweet, uh, all seven of my followers go, eh. <laughs> all right. Uh, Dan, China, China, Dan. Yeah. I, it keeps hitting my radar for some reason. 
Okay. It's like a, a place where bad shit's happening. Well, the, yeah. This this whole China you mean, uh, do you mean Islam the, thing. The, the atheist Mecca of China? It is. <laughs> like, if you you have no problem in China for being atheist. Right. Like, they love atheism. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Islam. They've been they've just been on a tear about Islam lately. Yeah. They're uh, not they're not nice about it. So they have after a meeting with um eight Islamic associations, government officials have agreed to guide Islam to be more compatible with socialism and implement measures to cynicize the religion. Like Chinese eyes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Cynicize. Uh and uh, so this is this is the next big thing. They're basically going to uh, just strip out of Islam the things that they don't like, and that's and then they're going to be like, and that's Chinese Islam. There you go, Muslims. <laughs> Have it. That's the that's the that's the Islam you can practice here. Yeah. Okay. Um. So obviously. Um, I mean, if Islam st- has been banned in certain parts of China, right? Um, basic and, and individuals who've been caught praying, fasting, uh, growing a beard, wearing a hijab, uh, or anything like that, um, they're facing, you know, arrest. Yeah, and, uh, and we and know about place- the Uyghurs and placement into a delightful work training camp. Yeah, more than one million Uyghur Muslims. Um, are being held in internment camps currently. Wow. More than a million. More than a million. Um, That's insane. They're being forced to denounce Islam. Okay. Uh, and then they also are being forced to pledge allegiance to the uh, Communist Party. Right. Which is atheist and so forth and so on. Right. Um, yeah, it's, 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 you know, international rights groups are accusing China of engaging in a campaign of ethnic cleansing. Mm. Um, and it, it's really, uh, it's, this, is a, this is a tough one. Because, like, you know, we get cheap electronics and, you know, furniture, clothing and whatnot. And whatnot. Yeah. Everything, really. Yeah. From China. So well, what are we to do? Our, fire, our, our, our president's working to end all that, <laughs> to end our, our, our you know, financial Yeah, he's, he's really dealings. taking a stand on, on this. He heard about the Uyghurs, and yeah. he's just so... He's really upset, upset. about the Uyghurs. <laughs> he has never heard the word Uyghur in his life. <laughs> he thinks they're a family down the street. Yeah, exactly. He thinks it's a video game the console. Uyghurs. Oh, the Uyghurs. Uh, aren't they that... That nice, nice Jewish couple. family. <laughs> I think I met them. Oh, my goodness. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah, it's not a great... China's... Here's the thing. I I wish that Christians could be... A, could, could denounce Christianity where it's practiced and in shitty ways mm-hmm. in the way that we denounce China. You know oh, what I mean? For, for how they for how they treat uh, religious people. Because how they sort of act. It's not like you and I are here like, hooray, they're making everybody be atheist. I, that, that is correct. You see what I'm saying? I, yes. And I know that that's us. Uh, and that's a lot of atheists. But, you know, there's probably some atheists who are, there's a little schadenfreude here. Yeah, maybe. You know? Yeah. Ha ha. 
Dumb believers. I'll at least get on board China for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Don't be that person. That's what we're saying. Yeah. That's the official official position of TGIA. <laughs> uh, speaking of other places in the world, I'm going to take us to Kenya, where uh, since, I didn't know this, since two, 2014, uh, it has been legal for Kenyans to practice polygamy. Uh which is interesting. It and was not legal prior to that? No. And then it was? Or Correct. Is? President Uhuru Kenyatta okay. signed the law uh, legalizing it in 2014. Interesting. And uh, and since then, it's it's pretty widely practiced and largely by Christians. It's a majority Christian nation. What? Oh, yes. What? It is a majority Christian nation uh, by far. Is this why the Mormon church is so excited about expanding in Africa? Maybe. <laughs> everybody's going to move to Africa? Yeah suddenly, yeah, suddenly there's a whole bunch of fundamentalist Mormons who are like, wait a minute. Yeah. This sounds great. More than 85% of Kenyans are Christian, and a third of it is uh, Catholic. Now, the Catholic church does not condone polygamy, uh, but people are doing it anyway. Ca- even Catholics are doing it anyway. Which wow. is so interesting. Now, you may ask yourself, can women marry multiple men? Of course not. Definitely not. No. Absolutely That's not. That is never going to happen. No. no. <laughs> so this, it, yeah, it's not like this is a progressive law or anything like that. This is a, uh, yeah, about, but 1.5 million Kenyans, about 10% of the married population is in a polygamous marriage. That had, is wild. I had no idea. That, I, and I, you know, I did know that polygamy was practiced in parts of of Africa. Yeah. What I didn't know, yeah. I thought that it was a, a much more Muslim thing. I thought it was Muslim, and I thought that it was um, not necessarily condoned or endorsed by the state. Right. I thought it was just kind of it was a traditional a, thing, a sneaky just thing. Kind of everybody looked the other, kind of like Utah. <laughs> right. Where right. it just kind of looks the other way. Right. I know it's uh it's a big deal and wow. uh Yeah, well, you know, and uh you know, RNS had an article about it and they quoted a guy who very rightly pointed out that there's nowhere in the Bible that condemns polygamy. As a matter of fact, it's practiced throughout the Bible. Yeah, it's true. It's uh it's you know, if you believe in the Bible, you believe in polygamy. I, yeah, I don't see why you would have an objection to it. It's, But it's mostly in the Old Testament, and they don't believe any of this shit from the Old Testament. Well, they're very choosy. They are picky and choosy. Yeah. They like to pluck, pluck, mm-hmm. pluck. So there you go. Very interesting. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, I uh, my final story today, Dan, mm. uh, is an update. Okay. Um, about a story that you brought up last month. Uh, the Drag Queen Story Hour. Oh, um, I love those guys. Over there in Tennessee, Putnam County, Tennessee. Oh, man. Can there be a braver human on earth than a drag queen in Tennessee? I Honestly, I don't know. The picture didn't print with the story, uh, but you should see the drag queen who's reading to these yeah. kids. Anyway. It's, um, like, it's like there's the guy that free climbed El Capitan. <laughs> 
and then there's a drag queen in Tennessee. It's like on the scale, I'm weighing them. They're about even. The, neither of them have any emotional fear response. Right. Exactly. Period. They're just going to do them and the rest of us can just watch in horror. In true agonizing horror. Did you see that movie, by the no, way? No, I couldn't watch. I, I saw the trailer for it and had a heart attack. Sweaty palms. Free solo. Like truly Resort. sweaty palms. Me in the theater. <laughs> just, like, just like, oh my God. I can't. Just, yeah. Yeah. My heart was thumping for the, through the trailer. So yeah. yeah anyway. Um, anyway. Well, Drag Queen Story Hour. It happened back in December. They did go through with one. Mm. Right. I think you talked. It was still in sort of the threatening to happen stage when you brought it up, right? Mm. Okay, so they but did anyway, one. One did happen. Nothing. There was no protest. It went off without a hitch. Like 12 kids show up. Okay. Everything was great. Yeah. Well, word got out. And uh, some, uh, some, some good folks from the uh, Tennessee Pastors Network have decided to uh, protest. Yeah. Uh, this is Pastor Dale Walker. They realized they could get some publicity out of this thing. <laughs> yeah. He says, we do have concerns and we believe, get this, listen to this. This made me so mad. And we believe it's bullying the innocence <laughs> of these children. And children are very impressionable. Oh, yes, they are. And he says, does society want 20 years down the road for a kid to say, I got gender confusion at the library? <laughs> Uh, Mr. Walker, it doesn't work that way. Oh, but it does. It does, does. not. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, what if one of those boys, like, wants to put on nail polish or something? Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, they are raising a ruckus, Dan. Yes, sir. Um, but the, uh, I have to hand it to uh, the librarians that um, they are involved in this whole thing. Uh, Phil Schiller. Mm. director of the Putnam County Library. Uh, he says, it's a First Amendment issue. We don't have the right. We don't have the right by law to discriminate against anybody. Damn tootin'. Right? Uh, Melissa Bean. She's the organizer of Drag Queen Story Hour. Although, wait a minute. That we don't have the right by law is not exactly saying, I support this thing. It's something to hide behind. You know what I mean? Like, he's right. You don't have that right. And you should and you should make that well, clear. I I would say that based on the lack, of, let's see something else. Well, the lack of other things, I can't project one way or the other. Sure, him. But anyway, um, they also talked to Melissa Bean. She's the organizer of the Drag Queen Story Hour and president of the Upper Middle Pride Association. Okay, she says it's a performance, and how better to entertain children and teach kids about love and acceptance and tolerance than a person that's used to doing that yeah i um, i think that that's the problem <laughs> i think the pastors are like hey they're teaching about love and acceptance let's not let's put an end to that yeah i know well so apparently we need there have been dozens of messages uh sent to uh ms bean uh-huh. uh saying god will punish her and uh-huh. that, you know they didn't want and these are people who now don't even want to go to the library anymore. Oh, good. And she says, I'm saddened that people are <laughs> like used... Like they went to the library. Oh, I, I know. Come on. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm saddened that people are using religion to push their bigotry, and it makes me very sad that we can't be loving and affirming and celebrate each person's inherent worth and dignity. I mean, brain damage much for these fundies? <laughs> yeah, well... I don't know. There you go. 
Uh, I'm going to close off, you know, I, 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 I'm going to take us all the way to India, where uh, there was recently a, a science conference, a major conference um, in uh, in India, the Indian Science Congress, Ooh. Um, which is... Is it just stuck in, like, gridlock? It's just... <laughs> They just can't get anything done like any <laughs> like good a, Congress. Like, like a regular Congress. <laughs> it's a science Congress. You No, that probably goes just as slow. Anyway, uh, here's an interesting thing that happens in India. Now, India has an interesting history when it comes to science. Because, like, they have some really good sciences, scientists oh, yeah. that come out of India. You know, the, the guy that the... Not Higgs, but the guy that the boson part of the Higgs boson was named after. Yeah. He was he was an Indian guy. Indian really? physicist, yeah. Wow. A lot of good science coming out. However, there's also this very interesting streak that is pretty well accepted in India. Okay. Which is a basically it's it's the Indian version of Ken Ham. It is a we can take <laughs> the you know the 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 hindu literature mm. to be every bit as 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 trustworthy as scientific discovery and, and literal and all that yeah yeah okay yeah. so in the 106th indian science congress um which was inaugurated by i will point out uh hindu nationalist prime minister uh narendra modi uh it, apparently it hit a fever pitch of uh, interesting pseudoscience. Oh, um, okay. So some interesting claims were made. Uh, things like the head of a southern Indian university. That's the head of a university. Okay. Uh, cited a Hindu text uh, in proving that stem cell research was discovered in India thousands of years ago. Uh, oh, so that's nice. Wow, what a neat thing. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another another chancellor, vice chancellor of a university um, pointed out that a demon king from the Hindu religious epic Ramayan, Ramayana had 24 types of aircraft and a network uh, and, and a network of landing strips in what? modern day Sri Lanka. What? Yeah. What? So that's good. What? Uh, I think the crowning moment was when uh, a scientist from a university in the southern state of Tamil Nadu told the conference that Isaac Newton and Albert Einstein were both wrong and that gravitational waves should be re renamed Narendra Modi waves. Oh, my God. What the fuck? So, well, this, this place, they've... Good stuff happening in science. Oh, man. In the world. I thought this was going to be a good story. I mean, like a good, like, uplift. It's a good, great story. An uplifting <laughs> yeah, not science uplifting. story. No. There no. is good science that is done there. But unfortunately, it's hard to know what science is good and what isn't uh, coming out of India if that is the state of things. Well, unfortunately, you get some a few crackpots together, and that's what's going to make the headlines. Well, yeah. But oh I mean, we're not God. talking, I mean, when we're talking about presidents and vice chancellors of universities, oh. we're there's, it's definitely a thing. Oh, damn. This is, so, uh, that's, that is a thing. Be careful. Uh, there's pseudoscience everywhere you look. Blur. 
uh, not just here in these United States. Well, if you would like to report any pseudoscience that you have done to our uh, to us and our show, you can do so by writing into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yep. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and uh, click on that like button. And while there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group, but we will let you in. Also check us out on Reddit. The subreddit is Atheist. All right, Dan. Yeah, Dan. What? Oh my God, Dan! I'm, now I'm now I'm worried. <laughs> Suddenly Did, I'm scared. I I know that you try to be a little more loosely affiliated <laughs> with your whole party, political party thing. I, I don't have a political party. Yeah, I know, which is I'm ludicrous because you're clearly a Democrat. But that's fine. I'm not a Democrat. Uh, I'm very liberal. <laughs> Definitely not a de- that that party is full of dim bulbs. Let me tell you. Uh, I'll still um, vote for them a lot of the time. But. Oh, you'll vote for the dim bulbs? Yeah. Mm, that's nice. Um, all right, Dan. Yeah, what? Last, uh, well, let's see. How long ago was this? The Your Voice America? Have you ever heard of this show before? Yeah, we talked about it. It's like relatively, it's it's kind of newish, but but uh, they're, uh, they're out there doing it. Okay. Well... Uh, here's a clip. I really don't know these characters too much. This Chris McDonald guy, I know he shows up on like the, 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 the preaching fireman uh, show a bit. (laughs) There's a lot of crossover with a lot of these guys. So this is, this is, uh, what Bill Mitchell and, uh, Chris McDonald and, and they are, are, are just in a flurry over, uh, a, a Breitbart report, uh, Claiming that there had been something like 41 million abortions. Oh, my God. And uh, That's a lot. I I think it's wrong. So what if it's right? Yeah, if, even if it's right, that's fine. That number fine. doesn't scare me. No, it's fine. Abortions are okay. It's not a problem. But, boy, these guys do not see it that way. Mm, all right. And this is what the Democrat Party believes in. This is what they are about. They are murderers. They are evil. They are racist. They want to open our borders to illegal aliens. They want to raise our taxes. I tell you what, they are a scary, frightening party. And as the righteous people of God, we must stand against them. What do you think, Chris? Uh, <clears throat> Bill, I'm glad you brought the abortion up. I read that article. We had that article on our paper down here in Tennessee just yesterday about the abortion. And I couldn't believe it. I read that. I had to read it twice to make sure what I was reading is right. More people died last year by abortion than any other cause. And, and again, wars and history did not take this many people out. Bill, if the blood of Cain, when Cain and Abel, the Bible, let me use a quick Bible story here. And God went to Cain after he had killed his brother. And he told Cain, he said, the blood of your brother is crying to me from the ground. If the blood of one soul cried to God, Bill, from the ground, how many souls are crying to God because of abortion and the blood of these babies? that have, have soaked our land. 42 million in one and, year. And exactly. And, and that is unfathomable, unfathomable. But you know something? Again, what is the party that promotes that? What's the party that's out there putting money in Planned Parenthood's pockets? I guarantee you the House will pass bill after bill after bill over the next couple of weeks. I guarantee it's a priority that they're going to try to put funding back in Planned Parenthood. Where President Trump has done everything to take it away, they're going to try to put it back in the hands of these abortionists. 
And Bill, it's, it's one of the most vital fights, most righteous fights that we can fight for is life. Because I'm going to tell you this, if a party or a candidate, I don't care who it is, cannot fight for the unborn and the, and the life of the helpless, they sure as hell can't fight for you out here listening to me talking. Because if they can't fight for a helpless unborn baby, they're not going to fight for your life either. They will sell you out. They will traitor you. They will trade you off. They will do whatever they can at, at the highest bidder. And they will open the floodgates to America for the killers to come in and not just kill the babies, but to kill every citizen. Bill, oh, I yeah, what's, to the, what's to stop them at the womb? Why not say, nothing, you know, if you don't like nothing. your kid after two years, you can you can kill your yeah. kid. What's to say that you can't take entire sectors of the population that you find inconvenient and, and, uh, and kill them in the name of choice? You know, oh, this is government choice to do this. You know, this is this is the pathway the Democrats have got us heading down. And I tell you what, folks, if you went out there and you voted Democrat this last time, you need to take a hard, long look in the mirror. The Republicans may not be perfect, but the Democrats are the party of evil. They're the party of, of death and open borders. Look at all the crime and the disease and the drugs these illegals are bringing across the border. Look how they're driving down wages for hardworking Americans. And yet you're voting for that. You're voting for that. You're voting for that. You've lost your minds. If you're a Democrat and you're a voting Democrat, you have lost your mind. See why I'm not a Democrat now? Yeah, well. Now do you good, understand with finally? With good reason. Jesus Christ. You have lost your mind. Well, yeah, because, Frank. you know, we're all about abortion and murder and killing and people taking and our jobs. Purposefully letting in people who bring drugs. Actually, that doesn't sound too bad. I just love that it's like this, it's this list yeah. of like, yeah, they, of, they read an article about abortion and then it's like, why are you talking about the borders right now? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> How did that come up? <laughs> because they have to work it into every conversation. Literally like, because they're so racist. They've got this laundry list of things and they're in their minds. These are all connected. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Because it's, because it's Democrats. Democrats are evil. Here's how they're evil. Yeah, let me list off like, all no. of the bad things that Democrats believe in. They believe in murder. They be and look, the truth is, if they're willing to kill a thing that isn't actually that 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 could barely be qualified as a human, if it can be, but if they're willing to abort a baby, right? What's to stop them from killing a nineteen-year-old? Well, they take it to you know a one or two-year-old. Yeah, it's like, well, check your Bible. Right? Check your Bible. Yeah. Because your Bible says that's okay. Your Bible is A, okay with abortion, and B, okay with a- Infanticide. A, a, a 13th trimester abortion. <laughs> that is what your Bible is okay with. So you should probably, uh, before you go spouting like that, maybe read the thing. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, golly. All right. Well, um, I'm going to read an email. Let's see what we got. Uh, hi, Frank and Dan. I live in Georgia, another one of those wonderful, quote, in God we trust license plate states. Oh, God. Uh, a few years ago, I had to change to a handicapped license plate. All the other plates had those dreaded words, so I spent a lot of time figuring out how I could black out that lie. It turns out I didn't have to. My new license plate did not have the offending phrase. What it did have was a sticker that I could put on. With that phrase. What? <laughs> Had the official sticker addendum? The, the, the addition? In God We Trust? No. Sticker. You're allowed to put a sticker on your license plate if you want to. Oh, my God. Oh, that's amazing. But every other plate has In God We Trust? Apparently. 
Uh, like the hunting and fishing one has. Well, that's the one that we trust. That, that one probably has it multiple times. It's like it's, it's, a, it's just step and repeat background. It's the pattern all over the thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. The emailer uh, goes on. Uh, of course, I did not use the sticker. Now I have one of the few cars around <laughs> with the offending phrase. Of course, that does raise the point of why the state is paying for that sticker. Uh, this is one of the few times being in a wheelchair has worked to my advantage. Well, <laughs> congratulations, man. All you other Georgians need to get out there and get yourself uh, wheelchair bound, I guess. If you want, I, I suppose. If you don't want, I mean, it seems like an extreme thing to do. Yeah, to uh, it, to avoid, but proclaiming that silver linings, Dan. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's a great silver lining. <clears throat> wow. Um, yeah, I, I love the fact though that there's a sticker that gets sent out. That because, is crazy. You know, because clearly you know exactly what happened. Somebody, you know, were, they were getting their their handicap license plate, and they were very upset. Very. You know, because damn it, this one don't have the dick god on it, <laughs> man. And they called someone up, called up their legislator, right? They allocated some money, got some stickers made. I mean, yeah, ugh, <laughs> ugh. It's nice of the uh, the designers to to try and slip one through, <laughs> but no, it can be modified. <laughs> can you put other stickers on it? Can you just put whatever sticker you want? Can yeah. you can you take Hail the sticker? Satan. Can you doctor the sticker mm. so that it just says In "dog we trust"? Yeah, there you go. Let's see how long it takes for somebody to notice. Yeah, start cutting it up and seeing. You know, just see what you can make out of it. <laughs> Maybe you can make a fun anagram of the whole phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that'd right. be delightful. Um, I'm, I'm going to come up with something. I yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, do we have anybody to thank this week? Now, here's we the do. thing: we had the we had the big fund drive uh we did. The, yeah. that was to benefit the uh the fufurf mm-hmm. and that was a great success we'll have figures for you uh soon uh yeah well we need to there's we, a few things that we still to, need to be finalized we have to do the the accountant yeah uh and then and then <laughs> we will we will announce a figure um but but thank you guys so much for stepping up to the plate on that one absolutely uh but we still want you to donate even if you missed that one we're gonna do we'll do more uh more uh, charity things in the future and all of our donors will be a part of that uh, and if you want to donate to us if you appreciate what we do uh, you can still give yeah absolutely so who, who do we have this week alright well uh, we have one new faithful okay. listener Dan Gwenera well thank you Gwenera thank you so much uh, we really do appreciate it um, your support helps us uh, continue making the show there's something wonderful this week. I don't know if you've noticed that there's a, a slight difference to how our voices sound. Yeah. Uh, we we got ourselves some new microphones. We are upgrading, um, baby. And uh, they're, they're really slick. They're awesome. And it's because of the support that we receive from you guys that we're able to make upgrades to to the show. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and of course, as always, we have our top donor who we need to thank. Yeah. And it is changed again. Uh-oh. It's Jenny! Jenny! All right. <laughs> Jenny's back. She's our lord and savior. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you so much for your support. And if you'd like to join these kind folk, you may do so at our website, thankgodimatheist.com, and click on the support tab. That'll take you to a page that gives you a couple options. And it's all up to you. It's so easy. 
So e- even uh, someone with brain damage can do it. <laughs> so get in there and have some fun. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Dan. Yes, sir. Pilgrimage. What brought on pilgrimage? You Is know, there something... We were we were discussing what we were going to talk about for this uh, segment of the show, mm-hmm. and I just thought to myself, everybody loves travel. Mm. Uh, not everybody. That's not true. Some people uh, hate it. But a lot of folks love travel. I love travel. You do mm-hmm. as well, I know. And we, I thought, you know, we're looking ahead at a new year, and I just thought maybe there'd be an interesting way to talk about travel from our perspective from a uh-huh. secular perspective yeah that isn't just you know go out and have fun but like are i just thought it was an interesting concept the idea of are there places to which we skeptics we atheists we people who uh who uh don't have a god are there places that are almost holy sites to us mm, and are there places that, that we could go to because uh, specifically because it connects to that part of us okay that's interesting yeah i kind of try to identify certain um well i started thinking about certain places in the world that one could travel to okay specifically are not religious sites okay um at least not expressedly religious uh is kind of how i just like kind of started off and and i i started thinking well well i mean that that's kind of a challenge because like i personally i love like ancient religious shit right and even like medieval religious shit sure uh renaissance art yeah is largely religious and Mm -hmm. it's beautiful and i love it and i love going and seeing it and um but that said i tried to like think okay well those are kind of the things that i just associate with normal like travel to europe sure right um and so what what is like what kind of travel could lead us to either learn more about humanity or uh or or or, or learn more about like our, our our shared history oh interesting so forth and so on okay and so um the first i'll start with the oldest place okay. on my list which is gobleki tepe have you ever heard of this I think you made it up. I'm pretty sure <laughs> you just said nonsense words that you made up. I did, yeah. I don't know. I only recently heard about this place. Okay. Uh, it's a 12,000-year-old site. Oh. The site, the, the ruins are 12,000 years old. It is the oldest archaeological site ever. Oh. Uh, the most ancient. Uh, and it has sort of reshaped uh, our understanding of ancient peoples uh how they live where is this it's in turkey oh okay and uh and what's amazing there's like a there's a temple site there that they're actually like doing a little bit of like restoration work on but this this city this site is fantastically complex mm. it civilization had arrived Interesting. and it's and it's like 3000 years earlier than than we thought that it had arrived huh. right um there there's art there's carvings uh of like cattle and wild boar and and whatnot um it's really 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 fascinating and so 
those places that we can go to, because there's a lot like that. Mm-hmm. I thought this was just a fun example because it's like so ancient and kind of right. kind of newly arrived on on the international travel like radar. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but those kind of sites, like I always I find them just so amazing to go to. Um, you know, last what fall, summer, whenever. Uh, Dave and I went down to Mesa Verde. See, Mesa Verde was on my list. Oh, awesome. Mm. I, I was thinking very similarly. I, I have different things, but yeah. one of the things that I did think about was, yeah, sort of looking at humanity yeah. through a different lens. Yeah. And so Mesa Verde made my list for sure. Yeah. Places that I would like to go and visit. Just contemplating the way that people who lived so long ago, mm-hmm. how they lived and, and seeing what was in, what clearly was important to them that we share. Right? Yeah. That, that it's, that it's, that humanity is humanity, even though it's a wildly different culture that they lived in. And it, you, um, you, one goes to the place of like imagining what their lifestyle was like. Sure. You know, what was must see TV for these people? <laughs> yeah. At that point, like, was it a Thursday night still like it is now? Or, you no, know, or, or they was do it, it just that tree down the lane? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's a cool tree. That did you is, see that new tree? I've been watching that Johnson's tree. Johnson's just put in outside been, their, their step house. I've been watching that tree for a <laughs> week now. House, it is so fun. <laughs> you know, I I also thought that, you know, one of the places that would be interest that's of interest to me is sort of the kind of thing that's of interest to me mm-hmm. is is anything that, that gives you a sense of geological time. Oh. I was okay. just I was just down in southern Utah and took a a, a, an amazing flight tour of Canyonlands National Park. Okay. Uh, you have to go in an airplane because they don't allow uh, helicopters because it bothers tourists and whatever. But, oh. you know, some, some national parks you need to see up close and personal. You know, if you go to Yellowstone, you don't want to fly over Yellowstone. You want to be in Yellowstone. You want to sure. see the geysers. You want to see the things. Yeah. Canyonlands, man, it is amazing to see from above because you just see how the earth has wrinkled and contorted mm. and been carved up and stuff. And you can't see that hmm. as well. You know, you go to Dead Horse Point or something and it's amazing and you can mm-hmm. see it. But like just seeing the the layers and you can very clearly see the striations, the layers of the different kinds of rock that have been laid by multiple, by over millions of years. You know, this this was covered with ocean yeah. and then it wasn't and then it was and then it wasn't like at least 20 times there was like uh, water really? all over that yeah 20 so they say <laughs> millions of years of 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 depositing different kinds of minerals and all this stuff and the that's ridiculous you see the different damn. colors in this in the different kinds of sandstone right anyway it's really interesting uh i anything that's that sort of thing where nate you get to see nature huh there's also I mean, you know, my thoughts are Utah-centric because I know it better, but things right. like Dinosaur National Monument, yeah, where you can go and see a wall where literally they carved, they cut so many dinosaur fossils out of this wall huh. that eventually they were just like, well, we don't really need any more. And they just left a wall with exposed bones all throughout it. It's so huge and it's so cool. And you just... Wow. You know, you just see geologic time written in front of you. Right. I thought that was really cool. Okay. That's that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, I This next place for me, Dan, uh, 
it's uh, it's not really necessarily a bucket list place for me. Okay. But I was just sort of brainstorming, like, like I was thinking about what are what are examples of places where um, humanity has kind of pushed itself. Okay. And pushed itself into a play, a, a landscape that we're not welcome, right? Oh. I think the best example of that's probably like Antarctica, right? Oh. Like the the but but then there's also just like the 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 people you know who who have carved out places to live in like extremely north far far north places like sure. Alaska or you know so forth and yeah, so yeah, on. Yeah. And Greenland people living in Greenland is just psychotic to me, <laughs> right? And so like. But 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 like just this this idea of like like living in completely inhospitable places. Interesting, right? Like that there's something really intriguing to me about that. Yeah, kind of a right? testament because, to the to to the human endeavor and to yeah. and to what humanity is capable. And then we're kind of clever, and the, you know, like in 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 very you know like McMurdo Station, like they, they've had to be very clever uh-huh you know and they've had to insulate things very well you know <laughs> yes insulation is pretty important <laughs> in, in antarctica but but you know what i mean like just this this like it's it's and 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 i guess antarctica comes to mind because so much of you know human habitation there is also like scientific endeavor right like like these are people who have gone to the to an extreme place to further our understanding of 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 life and that's an interesting and, idea as a pilgrimage just go to a place where people where where people oughtn't to live mm-hmm. but they do yeah and just and just sort of sit with that interesting yeah right thing for a bit yeah just sort of get get an under i like that i like that my dad when he was when he was alive took us took a trip up to alaska just because he wanted to see the northernmost town in the world and so we went up to barrow which i don't really? think is called barrow anymore huh. but yeah he just went up there and uh checked it out he just wanted to see what it was interesting huh. anyway all right um i since you mentioned science i you know we don't want to be i don't want to be too science heavy on this but i think it's a pilgrimage to get yourself to the smithsonian oh absolutely yeah i think going to you know they great, have great yeah they have uh, so many Nineteen museums, galleries, gardens, and a zoo. Well, and it's, I mean, the Smithsonian goes far beyond just science. Yeah, you know, like I mean, art and culture and yep, our history and yeah, so forth and so on. It's, like, it's, it's, it's it's a testament to humanity, it, or or it is a, especially American humanity. Yes, although the African American museum, like True. so, yeah. I mean, I guess there's an African art museum there too. Okay, um, yeah. an air and space museum. Yeah, you know, and it's not completely American centric, but obviously there are parts of it that are. Yeah, but yeah, uh, but you know, there are also equivalents in other parts of the world. You Absolutely, know? In any any major uh, sort of civilization center is going to have interesting museums, and I think that oh, those yeah. those are to me. A, a a place not of worship because I'm not a worshipful person, but they are a place of contemplation and they're a place absolutely yeah they they have this feel for me also like observatories yeah that sort of thing well I have one more Dan okay um and uh, this one 
has to do more with the horror of humanity. The horror. Lest we forget. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, I would really like to go to Hiroshima. Interesting. I've, it's, it's, that has been on my list for a while. Like, if, I'm, if I ever find myself in Japan, I'm not leaving without going to Hiroshima. That's yeah. fascinating. Yeah, sort of. I mean, it's along the lines of like going to visit uh, a Holocaust museum. Absolutely. Like yeah. yeah. And all of those things. I, you know, I went to Auschwitz mm. uh, and I think, you know, there's this there's this sense of like, why am I going here? What am I doing here? Mm hmm. But you, there's there's this idea of bearing witness to, mm -hmm. to the atrocities that human beings can create. Absolutely, and and of, and you know, standing there and just saying, you know, we are capable of this. Yeah, and we have to be, we have to guard against it. Absolutely. So that, yeah, I think that there's something very real about that. That's actually yeah. a really good idea. Yeah, I, I didn't want this to just be, uh, oh, we're so fascinating, and oh, look at what we can build. Right. You no. know, like. Like, we need to take these moments to stop and need think about what went wrong. Yeah. Right? How did it go wrong? And then, like, and then just what we're willing to do yeah. to each other. Yeah. This is beyond tourism. This yeah. is just, this is, this is self-confrontation. Yeah. And I think that that's important. Yeah. I mean, when I finally do go to Japan, I will have fun. Yes. I will rent a friend. Right? <laughs> I will. What? I don't know that. You don't know about renting a friend? No. You can rent a friend. Okay. A, 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 you can, just a Japanese person? There who, are people who are professional friends. Who will walk around with you and just and, hang out? Yeah. And normally it's just like, you know, it's Japanese folk. It's people who, <laughs> you know, just need someone to hang out for the oh, afternoon. Oh, you're going to be paying a premium for that English speaker, though. I know. I don't care. I want to rent a friend. <laughs> okay. Um, <That's>, <laughs> <laughs> it feels very sad. I don't know. I, but I mean, if they can provide some tour guide services, that's that's no, all I just the better. Hang out, you like, just, I want to like you know. Let's, let's go to a club, go shopping or something. Whee! You know, like, okay. oh, what do you think of this shirt? Sure, great. Oh, that's great. Get that one. <laughs> oh, it looks really good on you. I like it. Just rent a friend. Okay, go for, go for coffee. Sure, but you know. also you'll go to Hiroshima. I mean, and then yes, I will have my fun, and then and then you'll and then you'll spend take some, some time. Yeah, you, you uh, just because you're going to someplace awful doesn't mean that you, the rest of your trip can't be fun. And one assumes that by now, Hiroshima is not awful as a place. It just is a place mm. that experienced something awful. And, right, and, but I would be going there for... For that. For a specific reason. Because they, right. they have a big... Um, uh, you know, they have... Like a monument or... There's a giant monument. There's... I believe there's a museum thing. Sure. So far. Yeah, so. I'd be interested in that yeah. too. Uh, on my last thing... I'm going to push back a little bit on you, and I'm going to say that one of the ways that we as atheists, not a, not every atheist was raised religious, but a lot of us were, <sighs> and I think it could be important to make a pilgrimage to places of significance from your old religion and sort of confront your own personal history with it. Oh, that's interesting. You know, I just think... People, uh, you know, your our, our history with our, our former religion can be something that is so uh, intertwined in our brains and there's so much there to confront uh -huh. that I think it's kind of important to to force yourself gently mm -hmm. to uh, to look at it and, okay. and, and, and to, to, you know, to, to see 
what it was that you were participating in hmm. and what it was that uh that that you're no longer you know and just just a place where you can ask yourself questions about it i mean but what kind of form does that take like i don't know you know i go regularly to mormon temple square here in salt lake now i go there because i find it a funny place and i find you know i love their flowers and i there's there's lots of different reasons that i go okay. there but i think part of why i go there is just to sort of muse on what these you know what these people believe and what mm -hmm. i used to believe and what sort of what tendrils of that are still in me somewhere you know what i mean yeah and and there are still some and what you know maybe what good can i get what good can i draw from it hmm. there's a lot of stuff that you can think about i don't know that i need to direct other people's journey but i think a lot of people you know need you know i i, I can imagine that for a catholic going to rome going hmm. to the vatican seeing that opulence and stuff i think that that's a that could be a worthy place to contemplate Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. We're just throwing shit out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, we, you and I could go to... We, we could take a a trip to to Nauvoo, Illinois. Palmyra. So, yeah. See, see where Joey Smith started our whole... The bullshit that we were raised with. Yeah. It'd just be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Um... And be surrounded by people that you know still believe that stuff. And I uh, see that that fucking creeps me out. I don't like being around Mormons. The Mormons. I understand. <laughs> I, that, I mean, that's part of it for me because it's, it's like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need you to like be sitting there believing and shit that is so reprehensible to me. Right. Yeah. I, like it, it, I, it bothers me to be around people who are just like so into like having their spiritual experience. Yeah. About Mormonism. Yeah. Right. I hear you. Um, the the idea though of going and seeing and confronting these places, I mean that's that's interesting. And we did a little bit of that when we mm -hmm. were on our road trip. Yeah. And I definitely feel that like that there's value in that, and it's interesting if nothing else, just to have more context for for those places that you know, keep coming up. Yeah. You know, it's sadly, um, in a lot of ways, Mormonism has been, uh, an inescapable part of my life for my entire life. Well, I mean, we're we doing a different a, relationship with it now. We're doing a podcast. I don't think we would be doing a podcast called thank God I'm atheist. If we hadn't been raised religious. <laughs> no, I know, but I you just, know what I mean? I'm just saying that I think even without the podcast, I would still hold a deep, uh, not, it's not fascination. Eh, it's part fascination, but just interest in the goings on still at the LDS church. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But whatever. Anyway, uh, you know, these are just spitballing ideas and I'll bet some of our listeners have some really cool ideas for places that you could go to do a pilgrimage. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, write into us folks. If you have a thought or, or call in, you, you write in at podcast at thank God I'm atheist.com or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIAtheist, and see what Mackenzie's up to over there. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group, but we will let you in. 
Indeed. Uh, speaking of Facebook, thanks so much to Mackenzie for all of her work, and thanks to uh, to uh, Amy and Danny for their work as moderators on the Members Only Lounge. And a big thanks goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club and Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. Yes. Uh, and thank you for listening to us, all of your friends. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye-bye.